It was actually uh, perfect. I actually have to click two buttons, but that's all right. Good coordination. Do Do you remember if I was using these headphones before or the other ones? Um, you're in the dark, so I can't really see shit to be honest. Okay. They look like yeah. I think they were those ones. Ugh. Hard to say at this point, isn't it? <laughs> Who can say? Who can say? Still only smoking. God, only God knows. Mm. Mm. Um, just uh, talk amongst yourself for one second. Okay. Um, so, so three plus three, plus six. three six. Um, seven, seven times four, four is twenty-eight. Uh, one thousand three hundred and ninety-seven minus two hundred and fifteen is one thousand one hundred. Hey, what are you going to just? What are you guys talking about? Uh, just doing some maths. <laughs> just practicing calculations. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how I kill all my spare time. Just simple why, maths. Why are you drinking for? Um, I tend to have a beer after the second day of our records. <coughs> Typically One beer? after two straight ten or eleven hour back-to-back shooting schedules, everyone's buggered and ready for a drink. So you have one by yourself. No, Everyone's the, buggered, the, ready yeah. for a drink, and then drink by themselves. Yeah, because we've been, you know, sitting, like, we've been interacting for the past 20 hours. Uh, but also there were drinks at work afterwards, so I have pre do you ever? Do you ever get totally, like, just fucked up? No, because it's, it's still a Wednesday, so you have to be at work the next day. I've been fucked up before a Wednesday. Yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me. What was it? Well, fuck you. What was that because of? Uh, boredom. Yeah. Are you getting fucked up today? No. Do you have a beverage with you? Cheers, sir. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Oh man, forty-seven. This is this is the big one. This is what I've been looking forward to. Monumental. This is the one that you know. Since the start, I was like, if we can get to forty-seven, I'll be happy. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You always said that. I said, I, you can go back to the first episode and listen to it. I can go back to your yearbook. I actually wrote that on my age 10 birthday cake. I you crossed out like, happy birthday and I wrote episode 47, deep four. Little Nostradamus Shadell. Yeah. I actually Wait, wrote, was, his, was his first name or last name Nostradamus? Last name, I think. It's think, uh, fun fact that we're just going to live Google I, right now. I think that was actually his nickname, and his real name was Keith Harrison. I hope it's Keith Harrison. Hmm. It is... Last name, last name, last name, last name, last name, last name. Mikel de Nostradamus. So... We both his, his name's actually Michael. <laughs> wow. That's a little bit spooky. That, what are the chances what of that? What are the chances of that? Doing my British accent. British wow. accent. How's, how's Lyft with you? How, um, pretty good. I had something to say. Okay. That I I'll thought of today. Okay. Um, but I don't remember. Was it four times seven? No. Hmm. 48. Uh, what? That's that's so far wrong. Um, 
there's a guy at work called Michael who's good fun. And I thought, oh, Michael, Michael. Most of the Michaels I've met have been good. Uh, including Nostradamus. Well, you know, I wrote Nostradamus on my birthday cake when I was four years old. He would not have been fun. Nah, he would have been Just a bit always of a predicting shit. Oh, wouldn't go in there. Oh, but like, what? He's again. like a fancy, fancy, like, fortune teller or something. He's like a fortune teller just on a mass scale. <laughs> on a mass produced fortunes. He's like the. He's, he's, he didn't make. He didn't, like, read your palm. But he essentially is just doing the same thing. He had no idea. He's like the. He had no idea. He's like the Magi of, like, predictions. Just generic, broad, you know, publicly like accessible, but lowest common denominator. Yeah, he he's he would be he's like a science fiction writer, if anything. You know, I've never really had a had time or interest about thinking this, but fuck Nostradamus. <laughs> you know, like what the fuck? If you're gonna do it, at least be specific. The arrogance. Please tell me the arrogance. I know. Fuck Nostradamus. You know, my parents have a uh, big book on Nostradamus, and I re- always read it as a kid. Always. <laughs> no, not always. Yeah, um, couldn't I, take I, that I, out of my hands. I, I, I flicked through it once for the pictures. <laughs> um, and I spilled I something on it and wiped it with a cloth. <laughs> I read it. Um, um, but yeah, uh, it, it's kind of interesting, all that stuff. It actually leads quite nicely into... Oh, we, uh, you agreed to... Um, yeah, man, let's do what you wanted to do. But first, let's say... Intros. Simultaneously. Three, uh, two... No, that's never one. good. Three, three, two, one. Well... Three, two, one. Well... Welcome to, to Deep, Deep Fort. Fort. This Everybody. is a... Just do it. Okay, fine. Welcome to Deep Fort. My name's Nick. <laughs> Sitting opposite me in the internet is Michael. How did do do? How did do do, folks? So, come, I'll, I'll, come, come stay. You, I'll let, I'll let you. Come int- stay, Michael. I'll let you introduce yourself. Come stay, Michael. And uh, this podcast cool. is an erratic and informative glimpse at the world that we have. No, it's not. It is erratic. It is not that. <laughs> It is erratic, though. It is. <laughs> we we just we just describe three words to describe the show, and just say one of them is true. <laughs> That's better than average odds. That's what it should be. One in three of the words that we use is an effective descriptor. And it's probably going to be two, hmm. just given the odds, because you try to hide it in amongst the others. And if there's three, it's probably going to be two. Unless you've already thought about this, in which case it's going to be one or three. So it could be any of them. I don't know. What are you, what are you talking about? You know. I really don't. Comestai Michael. Okay, what are we talking about this week? Choices. Choices. I like it. Yeah. Whose decision was that? Mine. Was it? It was your decision to greenlight it. <laughs> <laughs> It was my decision to ask you if it was okay. (laughs) (laughs) You brought it to the board, tabled it, we took it away, had a look, read through your your pitch, 
and uh, yeah, it's rubber stamped it. Good oh, to go, look Michael. It. Let's see you how this goes. You are so Mr. Hollywood right now, aren't you? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I know pitches, all the TV lingo. Pitches and and bitches. <laughs> Do you know what they say? Pitches get bitches. You have to pitch a bitch, but don't pitch anything at the bitch in case she takes a hitch. That's why we abbreviated it. Will Smith is hitch. <laughs> hitch to the rehitching. I found it. You found what? I thought I had one of these. Yeah. Green lighter. Okay. You, oh, you in wanted my pocket. to tell the podcast people what that was? No, I don't actually. They don't care. But... Okay. Um, I did, so hold on, I'm just going to go inside because it's cold. <sighs> what temperature is it there? Um, I don't know, do you just want an ambient guest? <laughs> can you help? <laughs> Alright, let me just lick my finger, hold it to the room. Ow. Oh, yeah, tangled. please give, give me the New Zealand room temperature, please. <laughs> Alright, I've licked my finger. That, I just realised that actually that's used to determine wind direction so that's not going to be as helpful how professional is that just blatantly showing no disregard for the listeners just going inside smashing the door no you're showing complete disregard for the listeners i always have but i'm at least i'm consistent consistently erratic um i would say the disrespectful i'd say the ambient temperature right now is a balmy 19 Dew point, 5.1. Are you wearing a sweater? I'm wearing a long sleeve t-shirt. It's actually quite a nice sweater. Can you it's just not, move no, up a bit? It's not the... Can I see the logo? Oh, yeah. What is it? It's just like a thing. That is the best thing I've think, seen you wear. Wow, that's a compliment. I've worn it around you before and you said, take that fucking sweater off. It's black and white and it's long sleeve. It's, it's sort of a... It's like a dark green... Oh, shouldn't have told me that. Dark green sucks. I just wanted to be honest with you. Dark green fucking sucks. Choices. We made them. We may regret them, but all of us have made them. Confucius. Mm -hmm. What beer are you drinking? What beer did you choose to drink? Yeah, we, we should actually talk about the topic at some point, but it is called A Pig and Whistle. It looks like a bottle of red wine. <laughs> I have no, I have no concept of, um, of size. It's it's called pig and whistle. It actually works out well for me. It's nice. Oh, I get that because of your small penis. Um, what's the what's tell tell me about choices. Tell me. So I, I can't really remember what I'm. I'm just gonna look through my phone to see what um. <sighs> I hold on. Um, did you get my happy birthday message? Man? I did. It's um, not my birthday. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, what did I say? Why we make certain decisions and not others and how uh, our past decisions affect our future ones. So I don't really know how this is going to work, but I guess we can just do what we always do and wing it. Why don't you start us off? Oh, okay. Um, so I was wondering about uh, kind of why we make certain decisions in our life, which is pretty good. Um, I, was, I was curious about, um, I was reading up about uh, middle child syndrome yep. this week um, <clears throat> and how your place in 
the family kind of detects your personality and uh, there was a few things that say that um, especially if there are three three children in the family uh, the one number one and number three have kind of clearly defined roles um, one is the is the kind of um, leader of of the siblings and three is is kind of the baby of the family and uh, and though those kind of roles actually do affect your personality quite a lot See, and the the one the one in the middle is is kind of always feels a bit lost doesn't have a clearly defined role but at some point the the middle child was the baby like it was only right. when the third one came along yes so there was there was one interesting thing that i read that um said that when the second child is born and the attention is put onto the second child, which is now the youngest, right? Yep, I follow. The first child resents the second. But then when the third is born, the first uh, bonds with the third because of the resentment they previously felt for two. Oh, so... Does that One make sense? And three are both like yeah, fuck two. Uh, well, like three is the... not three is not necessarily like fuck two. Okay. But one is like I'm gonna give you a taste of your own medicine. Oh, this I is get how it. I felt. I get it because now one's like, yeah, you don't get to be interested by me. Right. That wasn't um, a sentence that made sense, but yes. Yeah. No. This was a, this is in like a, a legit article. It was like a university text. So that's interesting. Um, that's what I was thinking. That's that's that was my thought process this week. Context. I was thinking about. Mm. Uh, you so broke up what, a little bit there. I hope that doesn't happen again. <laughs> I felt like I feel like I'm being schooled in teeth oh, in there. Oh, oh. I'm fine. No, I'm just. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you just fine. Huh. Okay. Well, things are going weird on my end. Uh, just stuttery and freezy but we'll see what happens um so i don't understand how that's related to um choices though um well they are loosely related to you know how you grow up uh the person that you kind of uh become The, the i mean i was i was interested to think about um why we make certain decisions we've talked about this before that that I think, you know, if, if you were given, we're all kind of blanks when we're born apart from our genetic makeup. And if you were, if you had every single experience that Hitler had, every single one, and his genetic makeup, you would become Hitler. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. Is there anything on your end that could be interfering with the connection? I can move to another room. We can give it a try. I just... Uh... It's a little bit hard for you to follow, or for me to follow. Yeah, so we've previously talked about that Hitler hypothesis, and I, uh, I have struggled to reconcile that idea. Um, what? What's that? What's if argue? you have every, if you have had every genetic, if you're the same person as Hitler genetically. And you have every same experience from birth to death. I don't know. I guess that my uh, inclination is to 
trust that the randomness of the universe um, could lead a person to make different decisions. But the random of, randomness of the universe relates to and affects the types of experiences that you have. But if you have every one of those experiences, you are that person. It's not your fault. I mean, it is... just saying that it wasn't Hitler's fault. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Hitler didn't have a choice. Is that that the premise? Is that your premise? Hitler didn't have a choice. Well, you don't have choices in a way. So this is a free will determinism kind of thing. No, I don't want it to be that, because we've done that, I think. Did Hitler make choices? Mm-hmm. Yes, he did, of course. Hitler made choices, but those choices were the only choice that he would have made. Mm-hmm. One thing leads to another. Yeah, but like I make choices all the time that I would do differently. Like I, I could choose to have a In chocolate hindsight. muffin. Yeah. Yeah, but I, like I think things are 50-50. No, but they're not. What? Okay, so what if I choose to make You would have always chosen the chocolate muffin. No, okay, so what if I flip a coin and I decide that the outcome of the coin flip is going to determine whether I have a chocolate muffin or a blueberry muffin? It doesn't matter. The coin flip is predetermined. No, it's not. The coin flip yes, is random. It is. It's 50-50. It seems random. It is random. It could go no, either way. No, it's not. There's nothing in out in my previous life or the situation there which influences the outcome of that coin flip. That's an independent randomness. No, it's not. You know what influences it? The Big Bang. <laughs> the Big Bang sprays out atoms, right? Yeah, but the... Sprays out atoms. Yes. Always going to be the same. No, I it just... No, I can't... It's not always going to be the same. If the Big Bang happened again, it would be different. But it... The way the Big Bang happened this time, the uh, snowball effect and, and the the, um, the knock-on effect of those atoms... See, but here, here's the thing. Determine that the coin will be heads okay. and you will have a chocolate muffin. <laughs> but here's the and thing. And you will enjoy it. I would enjoy a chocolate muffin. I feel like a chocolate muffin. Here's and the thing, though. You just said that if you did the Big Bang again differently, it could happen differently, correct? Yes. But... In this circumstance, in the way that this happened, if you repeated with those circumstances, yep. it would only ever come out this way, correct? Correct. Okay, so here's my point. Is there not, in the comparison between our Big Bang and the hypothetical other Big Bang, is there not a common point of origin at which point there is no previous, no further back in time, no smaller in space and energy, no more compact origin. You're talking about before the Big Bang, right? Is there no common starting point? Surely, by sheer definition, the starting point of a Big Bang 1 and a Big Bang 2 is identical. QED. Uh, no, well, how did the Big Bang start? No one knows what happened before the Big Bang. God ejaculated. <laughs> <laughs> and created everything. Um, is it, it depends. Did depends all, how the Big Bang all, started. Don't all Big Bangs have the common point? 
Don't they all start in the same place? I don't know enough about physics to know if that's true. I think so. If you win because we, of that, if we, you're if we, a cheat. If we, <laughs> if I only win due to superior knowledge, I'm cheating. Is that your correct? <laughs> and I'll use that too. I'll use that until the day I die. <laughs> you know more about this than me, and you're a cheat. Um, <laughs> we need to be in a level playing field. If we're not, fuck off. <laughs> you need to come down to my level. The um, I I I I have problems with the idea that there is only one potential outcome. I'm, 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 I'm open to being logicked into that position and I understand the idea that everything that happens has a flow-on effect that is uh, that dictates the choices you make due to the person you currently are. I understand that argument. But I'm not sure that there are things that happen to you that would happen again in a free situation because... I believe that there's randomness external to your experiences, external to your life. I think to the point of detail uh, that we can perceive, it does seem random. And it, and for it might as well just be random. But it's not actually random. That's what I'm saying. So we perceive it as random, but I don't, I don't think it is. It might as well be. Because it's it's point we can't yeah. we can't have evolved yeah. thinking that way, but I think it, you know it, it's semantics. It's one of those kind of wankish philosophical questions, but I think it's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, get my wine. You've made me yeah. angry. I want to get another beer. All right. If you amuse the people, I'm going to go grab another beer. Okay. So, today, let me tell you something. I witnessed something on the roads that took me by surprise. But it didn't actually happen. I just imagined it did. And I imagined for some reason this scenario where I saw... I had to be somewhere, right, at 520 and I was on the road, and I imagined this scenario that I saw a kid get hit by a car, and I thought to myself, would I ring up the place, I needed to get something framed, would I ring up the place and tell them, I've just seen a kid get hit by a car. Wow, I have come in I'm at not, a strange point. Shh, I'm not coming in even though it wasn't an appointment or anything, or do I just go, uh, do I help the kid, or do I just go? Um, without any context, help the kid? Yeah, but, I mean, it depends how badly he's been hit. <laughs> Wait, did you hit him? No. Huh. Well, it is a dilemma. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what are we drinking now? Um, some shitty white wine. I'm drinking a Spates, New Zealand's nice. finest. Cool. That's probably not true. 
Hmm. Beverages. Yeah. So do you think then, so you were just saying that well, the premise for this um, discussion was the idea that um, previous uh, events and decisions affect your current ones. Do you, yeah. do you think that your perception of future possibilities has any um, noticeable impact on your decision making? That's a very good question. I, is that just a fancy, are you scared of things? Mm. No, it's kind of. Um, let me think about that. Or am I worried about the future or does it I guess affect so, yeah. me? Well, it doesn't have to be that. I might... how, how, do you, uh, how, do you reconcile, how do you reconcile fear of the unknown future then in your decision-making process? if all decision-making is based on past experiences. Fuck. Well, yeah, but the first thing is I don't think about, I don't think about, I only think about that philosophically, but not in practice. So Surely in practice you think about what could happen when you make a decision. In the future, I don't think about, in a practical sense, how my past decisions have affected my Current or future True. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as the future is concerned, um, I think, uh, yeah, broadly, I don't know. I act, I tend to act really impulsively um, and usually in the, mo I, I, in the moment, kind of whatever, try to fulfill my immediate needs. That's how I act. So I find it difficult to save money. Um, unless, you know, I've got a goal that I'm specifically, even then, you know, I know I should be saving, but yeah, I really want to get, you know, really drunk. So, you know, when you're at home on a Saturday night and you're like, oh, I really want to get drunk, but I'm going to save. <laughs> We've all been then that character. Then yeah. it's tough. Um... But yeah, I I don't know. <clears throat> I do think about the future a lot, but it does. I don't think it actually bleeds um, into my current decision making as much as I would like it to. You're a planner. You would think about the future and all, you know, a lot. I don't know if I. I guess I'm a planner. I don't know how. I wouldn't say I'm fixated on the future. Like I still have impulse you know, purchases and, and, you know, like I, I'm quite easily willing to, um, you know, put aside that kind of preparedness for short-term gain. But yeah. I am, I think, quite aware of those impulses and make a calculated decision that it is something I can give into, if that makes any sense. It's yeah, like, that makes sense. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I can afford to actually do this right now, you know. And then I, you know, just do it. So there's yes. still consideration. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not really the same, though. No, if you're aware of it happening, it's not really an impulse, is it? No. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm aware of it happening, and then I still do it. But then I I think I think there's a part of me that's like, uh, that's my personality. So I kind of give my you know I'm my own. 
kind of scapegoat. Do you find it endearing in yourself? No, I mean, I could. I maybe maybe other people do, but I don't. Do you like to think other people find it endearing when you act like that? <laughs> um, uh, do you, what? What do you think people value most about yourself? I don't know. I think it can be fun. I think I can be fun to be around and to um, uh, have, you know, a, a worthwhile chat and dive straight into the big things. There's like a duality. I think that's what it is. The, uh, the complete opposite sides of my personality. The impulses and the, the deep chat. Not necessarily impulses, but... As in, like the, the, I don't want to say shallow level, but like the, no, it's, the it's free just... spirit and the, the deeper considerations. Something like that. What about you? I think. It's a weird question to really ask yourself. I don't mm. think I've thought about that before. What do people like about? Me. Um, probably, I, I, I like to think that I make people laugh or feel good about themselves. Yeah. I like to think that I add uh, weirdness or unpredictability to their lives. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, a little bit of intellectual stimulation. You just chose mine. Well, maybe we're the same person. Maybe. Hmm. It's, um... Sorry, you go. Can you still hear me? Because my Ableton's just frozen a little bit. I can still hear you. Okay. Uh, Does that mean your recording's busted? My recording seems to be going, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you, uh... Does the idea then that everything, every choice you've made is predetermined, is that, is that paralyzing? No, because it's not practical. Yeah. It's, it's just a philosophical thought. Um, <clears throat> uh, can you uh, elaborate maybe a little bit on the difference between you and your sister and the similarities and the, the difference in character hmm. given the similar upbringing? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. The, um, I mean, so I am the oldest child. You are the oldest child. Just quickly. Yeah. Um, January Jones in uh, Last, Last Man, Man on, on Earth, Earth looks identical to Georgie. Really? Man, that's, yeah. a, that's probably a nice compliment. Big time um, compliment. I was going to say that she's fucking funny and I had no idea that she was could be funny like that. Um, the... Uh, yes, so we're both the oldest, correct? And you are the oldest of three. Yes. You are the oldest of three, and I'm the oldest of two. Um, So my sister and I were obviously raised by the same people, though I don't think that it's really the same circumstances. I mean, obviously, they're the same baseline of the human beings that, that are raising us. 
but I think it's I think it's universally true that parents are a lot more on top of their shit when it comes around to the second child. Like yeah. from second one on, they they've already done it once. They know what to expect. You know, they they have an idea of how they fucked up previously and what they need to do better next time. Um, right. But I mean, what's the age difference? Two years. Two years. My brother and I, year and a half. Is that enough time to? I mean, absolutely. Your kids still. Well, your kids still only one and a half. Yeah, but that means you've had one and a half years advanced practice on doing this again. True. Um, and yeah, so you know that there is a difference in, in that point. But um, it's funny bringing that up because you know it has sort of you know uh, moving away, you know, changing countries and sort of remote monitoring the family, you know, from over here and just you know checking in and seeing how things you know are going with everybody, you know, has you know prompted this kind of examination of you know like my sister is now de facto first child de facto eldest child in the sense that they are getting the attention of, you know, the that the first child would kind of get. Yeah. Um, well, this, this kind of leads me just really quickly, sorry to stop you, no. to another thought that I had <clears throat> the other night that uh, I was waiting for Dan to come over, right? And Fucking I'd, Dan, I texted him the other day. He's still not texted me back. He's got a new number. Um, and... He, like, I just had, you just, first of all, you don't, never know where Dan is. Yeah. But I thought, like, when he's not here, when I, when he, when I, when I'm not looking at him. Yeah. He doesn't exist. <laughs> and that's not, that's not like a, like, I don't think about him. But to me, because I never know where he is. And it, I think it's the same for a lot of people. Because you can't actually, you can imagine. But when that person's not actually here, they don't exist in your reality. Which is why you don't exist to your parents and why they only love Georgie. Yeah, that makes sense. The, uh, the, it has been interesting to watch the family dynamics because, you know, now George is getting the eldest child expectation focused, you know, where previously it was like, Oh, Nick, what's he doing with his life? What's happening? Was he, what's, you know, is he going to get a job what, when he's going to quit the cinema and that kind of shit? Um, and I managed to sort of, you know, move on and step away from that kind of thing. And now it's interesting to sort of, you know, see how she's been um, you know, bearing the brunt of that from the folks. Um, but, you know, I think that we're different people. But I, Is I that also because, because you have you know, gotten the job and... I don't know. I, I think I think there's definitely a, f- a factor of distance in it, though. Because like, if I yeah. if I'd got the job and I was still around the place, it you know it would have been different. But it's it's more like he's literally you know across the earth a bit. You know, he's out of he's he's so not a part of our reality. You know, in that respect. Um, but you know, I I, can't, I find it hard to differentiate the um, the genetics aspect of it because even though we had the upbringing of probably a similar parental style. Um, you know, we're different people and we certainly have, you know, just different staminas and approaches and strengths and that kind of stuff. So it, it's a bit hard for me to say, you know, that upbringing was, has produced two different people, you know. Yeah. 
What about you? How do you feel that? Did your, did your parents change in their parenting styles along the way, especially with a third kid? How the fuck should I know? Um, did you feel like uh, your younger siblings got treated better or differently or unfairly compared to how you no, were treated? I, no, I didn't, didn't feel that. Did they get um, to, like... The, the, the third was a girl. The youngest is a girl, and I think that was... I mean, my dad's quite a, a big, intimidating kind of guy, and Ben and I have always, you know, felt a little, you know... Our relationship has, has usually been a bit strained. It's it's pretty good now. Um, but it's been a bit strained with, with Daddy. Um, but, I don't know, with Laura... Like we'd never talk back to him. We'd never, never even think about it. But with Laura, it's weird because she would always talk back to him. So she must have picked up on something. I think the only way she could have developed that is if maybe she got a free part. Like a, she, I don't know. He was a bit, bit softer on her. Yeah. Because you, you wouldn't just. It's, I don't think he that just only put that develops, down the personality. Yeah, that only develops if there's no repercussions for it. I think so. Can I? I'll just read you this thing uh, of the article. I have it saved on my phone. Do you mind? Go ahead. It's it's kind of interesting. So this is an excerpt from uh, I don't know. It's not in my thing. <laughs> from, from my book. All right. One version of middle child syndrome goes as follows: When a first child is born to a couple, they usually welcome the child regardless of its sex. This child lives in a happy paradise. He or she has both parents to himself or herself. Then the second child is born. The first child feels abandoned and resents the interloper. Although the, uh, although the extent to which this is manifested varies considerably. Then the third child is born. The first one says to himself or herself regarding the second, See, now what happened to me is happening to you, and allies with the third against the second. The second allies with the fourth, and so on. In big families, this alternation of sibling alliances is sometimes quite regular. If there are only three children, the first gets to uh, gets to be oldest, and the third gets to be the baby. The middle child may be left out. So, so much worse if the first two are boys and the third is a girl, or vice versa. The, the closer the children are in age, the less energy the parents may have had to give, exacerbating the problem. Sibling birth order powerfully affects character. Knowing this history helps the theory of blah, blah, blah. Wow. Which is, yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I don't have this perception that Georgie, my sister, had... I don't feel like I ever had problems with her. Like, I don't remember stories of being, like, really jealous of her or anything like that. Um, yeah. Like, as a child. Um, and... Well, neither do I. Yeah. But maybe maybe that's before our, our memory started to yeah. work. But I don't think I've ever been, like, even told that or anything. Like, that when that happened, it was yeah, a big deal for me or something like that. But um, Maybe it's just given. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... Oh, I certainly feel... It's funny how the, the perception of the, the, you know, sibling relationship changes over time. Because there was, I think I was certainly hard on her sometimes, like, like weirdly in the sense of, I don't like. I think I, oh, maybe I did have. Now, I'm, now I'm reflecting on it, thinking maybe I did have 
like jealousy or or something like that of her. But like there were times when I shat on her a bit and and like I don't know was belittling, which I regret. And I wonder if that was a manifestation of like attention or something like that or something like that. Well, Nick, why don't you tell her herself, Georgie? Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Come in, have a seat. I haven't seen you in so long. She She's okay. not here. She doesn't want to. So that's why you're calling her like January Jones. <laughs> yeah. That would be weird. Don't... Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to think. Um, there are certain. Man, I mean, there are certainly moments which I look back on in like our interactions and regret, like the way I acted. And like just have such like guilt over. Uh, but I'm sure that's just a natural part of any sibling dynamic and any, you know, growing up. How are your general guilt levels? Pretty good. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't really do too many things that I greatly regret. Um, but it's just like and moments where I'm like, man, I was just a fucking dick. Mm. Yeah. Interesting how guilt and regret are, are tied together like that. Yeah. Because they're separate. I think I, uh, I've always, in my worst moments, I have been uh, critical of her work style or work ethic in comparison to mine where it wasn't really fair to do so. In what sense? Just in my perception of how she applied herself to studies or, you know, career worse or something than, like that. Worse than you? Less than you? Yeah, so I perceived it as being less than me, which is so not true because she always worked so much harder than I did at things um, and has achieved so much. And I, I regret the um, the moments of pain if I, you know, well, when I definitely did, you know, make her upset by slagging off her ethic or anything like that. It's a bit it's shit. Fulfilling the uh, the older brother role? I don't know. Is that a valid excuse? Uh, I mean, it is when you're a kid. Yeah, I think it doesn't that that doesn't excuse certain things. I don't think. Well, me, like as in, there are times when I wasn't a kid when I was still um, unreasonable. Yeah, I I I kind of have those two. Why, I mean, at a certain point in our behaviour, we cross the threshold of it being developmental or influenced by our parents or our surroundings and we become adults and at that point it's just our personality or our decision-making or our, you know, self-control. And it's a little bit, like, it seems up until a point you have a, uh, almost like a scapegoat where you can be like, oh, you know, I was a teenager and, you know, my parents were doing this or, oh, you know, um, she did that and, you know, I, I was retaliating or whatever. But, you know, at this point, you know, we're both adults and anything that we do to, you know, hurt other people is, even if you would like to insist a fatalistic determinism where everything that's led up to us has caused us to make that hurtful action... Mm-hmm. It is something that we have still decided to do. Yeah, and I think 
I mean, I am I'm absolutely not saying we should forget that. Um, and there are still things in place. Uh, to, I mean, you could, if you say like a, a murderer, right, has, if you have, you have that fatalistic approach that they, that everything has led them to this point where they've murdered someone. But as a society, we still have to put them in prison to protect the rest of society. So it's, uh, it's something that doesn't really work in practice and you do have to think but, about your own actions. But, you know, that, that could then just be said to be, you know, the deterrent, which when it comes to that point, that is an external influence which contributes to the decision being made one way or the other. I mean, possibly... I mean, I think for mer- I mean, it, I'd be surprised if it if it was that much of a deterrent. You know, if you if you want to murder someone, is prison really gonna? Well, yeah, that, that was that was the argument against um, capital punishment. Was it um, right? Did we talk yeah. about this in criminology? Um, we I studied um, criminology, and there was this one statistic which really stuck with me, which is that. Fifty percent of murders are basically passion crimes. So, you know, something it's snaps in the person, moment. They grab yeah. a knife and they stab it, right? And so you can't you can't prevent against that because something snaps and it just happens. The yeah. the other fifty percent are premeditated, and if they're premeditated, yeah. they already know the risks of the murder. They already know the punishment for it. They've decided to go ahead and proceed with it anyway, and they still do it. So. The deterrent effect of a capital punishment of, you know, execution is basically nil because either they've already been aware of it and it doesn't stop it or it happens in the moment and there's no forethought about what that would actually cause, you know, in repercussions anyway. So yeah. it's pointless. Yeah, we have talked about that. Yeah. It's tough. What else? What else? I don't know. I've- that's about forty six minutes if we want to sort of wrap run run down towards the end. Oh man, I, I'm so excited for fifty. Well, yeah. I, oh, uh, I I had a a nice I had dinner with um, some of my good friends on Saturday. Um, Od, anyway, yeah, Od and his girlfriend. Anyway, we're having some. We're having some drinks. We're having some laughs. Katie starts quoting the last episode. Wow, really? Yeah. That's uh, well, I brought something up. I brought like a, just a topic up of discussion. Um, and she was like, yeah, well, you talked about this on the podcast last night. So, um, well, hello. I thought it was pretty, pretty nice. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I had fun on the media po- podcast the other day as well. Oh, yeah, so- we should... Should address that. Yeah, if anyone is listening to us for the first time as a result of that, well, hello. I hope this was ah. up to your expectations or possibly in line with your low expectations. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, no. I mean, it's just uh, people that I had been friends with online for a while through um, fandom of another podcast, and they very kindly asked if I wanted to be uh, on their show for a bit, so I. Uh, and you talked about the Avengers. And, I did. We had a chat uh, about Age of Ultron. Yeah, it was a lot of chat about that movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, the podcast is called Media Pulp. Hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're British, and they're, it's 201st episode, I think, or second episode was the one I was on. It's the Avengers one. You'll be able to spot it if you're interested. Right. But no, it was it, if you have seen that film and you like to talk about that Marvel stuff, it was it was a good discussion. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do for the rest of the night? I am going to probably watch an hour of TV. It's now 10 o'clock, and I'll go to bed. 7.30, I've still got plenty of time to kill. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. Killing time. Um, killing time. Do you want to do an impression of the week? Um, I just found something in my shoe. Hold up. It's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I actually did a spot on Eddie Murphy the other day. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Go for it. Um... No, I mean, don't, you know, impression of the week, I'll come to impression of, I'll, I'll suggest impression of the week from now on, okay? Damn it. You're taking away the power from me. For number 50, I'll have a few. What about, what about science news? Can I prompt science news? On, uh, on number 50, I will do my best impression of you. Oh, that's going to be underwhelming. Yeah, mother. <laughs> Beatboxing robot. That's the science. I'm gonna. We should have done science news this year. Did, did I you did see? science. I did. I leaked science news out throughout this podcast. Wow, that's that's magical. Did you see that? There's the um, the space travel drive, which now works. How awesome is that? I did not see that. I posted it on deepfortwebsite.com. I did see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyhow, so that that we'll, we'll sort of do the wind down here now. Um, if you wind. The default wind on. That's the theme song. Thank you for that. If you would like to email us a topic or a question, then please do so. It's deepfort at gmail.com. What a great email address. You can email, also... Yeah, people have... email us questions. Yeah. I, didn't, I haven't actually checked that in a little while. I should probably do that. that many ideas. Yes, as you can tell. Um, the, also, facebook.com slash deepfort and twitter.com slash deepfort. That's where you can find out, you know, stuffs and the Facebook page in particular. We post some interesting science news. <laughs> <laughs> that face is so long. Oh, <laughs> that was that a good face. That's, it's not a visual podcast, but you know, we do what we can. Um, the the Facebook page we put up interesting factoids and, and science news and, and things that come our way. So, if you would like a little daily fix of that kind of stuff. Go online and and follow us and like us and that kind of stuff. Um, I love that dance. That's amazing. Great it looks job. Looks good on Skype. It does. It looks, it looks fucking Skype. good. Because uh, it's like Strub. <laughs> yeah, let's have a Let's sign party. out. Let's sign out. What, Goodbye, what, what, everybody. Hold on, hold on. We still have... Okay. okay. Um, what else? Uh, I've got momentum. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're losing momentum uh, if you go to iTunes you can also rate us and review us and that kind of stuff helps so um, I think that's most of the most of the big stuff and until then let's dance ourselves out uh, by the way Nick my audio file isn't going to work oh. it cut out halfway through I asked you if that had happened <laughs> don't worry about it I'll talk to you on Facebook <laughs> just gonna dance goodbye <laughs> goodbye everybody goodbye Nick I'm going to hang out now okay. bye